Hey everybody, welcome to Come Follow Me Daily Dose. I'm Lindsay Hansen and today is March 16th. Today we're going to continue on in section 27. But before we get there, I want to take a look at a scripture found in the New Testament in Matthew chapter 26, verse 29. Now this is after the Last Supper. The Savior says to his disciples, But I say unto you, I will not drink henceforth of this fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. Now here, after the Lord teaches Joseph about the sacrament, how it doesn't matter what we eat or what we drink, but what does matter is our focus, he then commands Joseph not to buy wine from their enemies, but to make it fresh or make it themselves. And then he goes on to talk about a sacrament, a sacrament that would happen at his coming. He says in verse 5, For the hour cometh that I will drink of the fruit of the vine with you on earth. So he's talking about this time when he's going to drink of the fruit of the vine again. And then he goes on throughout this chapter to talk about all the different people who will be there. Moroni will be there with the keys of the Book of Mormon. Elias with the keys of the Restoration. John, Joseph Smith, Oliver Cowdery, Elijah, Joseph, Jacob, Isaac, and Abraham. Michael, Peter, James, and John. All these different incredible people who are going to be at this meeting where the Savior will partake of the sacrament with his people. All these people who hold keys. In fact, in verse 13, it says, Unto whom I have committed the keys of my kingdom and a dispensation of the gospel for the last times and for the fullness of times in the which I will gather together in one all things, both which are in heaven and which are on earth. So all these people who hold the keys of the gathering are going to be there to greet the Savior and to partake of the sacrament with him. But then it says something awesome, something so inclusive and so loving. He says, and also with all those whom my father hath given me out of the world, with all of us. But then the Lord goes on to give us a warning with that incredible promise. He says, wherefore, now remember the word wherefore ties these two verses together. It's saying because of that, because there's this opportunity for the righteous to come and partake of the sacrament with us, it's going to tell us what we need to do. It says, wherefore, lift up your hearts and rejoice and gird up your loins and take upon you my whole armor that ye may be able to withstand the evil day, having done all that ye may be able to stand. Stand therefore, having your loins gird about with truth having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, which I have sent mine angels to commit unto you, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked, and take the helmet of salvation, and the sword of my spirit, which I shall pour out upon you, and my word, which I reveal unto you, and be agreed as touching all things whatsoever ye ask of me, and be faithful until I come, and ye shall be caught up, that where I am, ye shall be also. So in order to be with him, to partake of the sacrament with him, we need to arm ourselves in righteousness and put on the whole armor of God. Now in the following days, we'll break that down a little bit more about what all this individual armor is. But today I wanted to play a portion of a talk given by N. Eldon Tanner years ago about the armor of God and what it can do for us as we are willing to put it upon us and to protect ourselves with the armor of God. Here's what he says. 
that we can only withstand the evils which surround us by putting on the whole armor of God, which he then described. I should like to give you from the scriptures some examples which show how those who are clothed in such armor, which means keep all the commandments of God, are able to withstand the adversary or their enemies. Let me tell you about David. The Philistines were gathered in war against Israel, and Goliath, the Philistine, was challenging Israel to send a man to fight him with the understanding that the loser would be slaves of the conquerors. We are told Goliath had a helmet of brass upon his head and was armed with a coat of mail, and that he had brass upon his legs and between his shoulders, that the staff of his spear was like a weaver's beam, and that his spear's head weighed 600 shekels of iron, and a shield-bearer went before him. On the other hand, when David agreed to meet the Philistine, he took only his staff and chose five smooth stones out of the brook and put them in his shepherd's bag. Now, when Goliath saw this young man, the Israelite had sent to challenge him, he was disdainful and said, Come to me, and I will make you, or give you the flesh, your flesh under the fowls of the air and to the beasts of the field. Then said David to the Philistine, Thou comest to me with a sword and with a spear and with a shield, but I come to thee in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom thou hast defiled. This day will the Lord deliver thee into mine hand, that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. Then David clothed with the armor of God, took a stone from his bag, and with his sling shot it into the head of Goliath, an unprotected part of his body, and he fell dead. We must put on the whole armor of God, or we will be vulnerable to temptation in those areas where we have weaknesses and where we have failed to give ourselves the protection offered through keeping the commandments. It is important that we make up our minds early in life as to what we will do and what we will not do. Long before the moment of temptation comes, we should have determined that we will resist that cigarette, that uh, drink of whiskey, or the act of immorality, or anything that will keep us from enjoying the companionship of the Spirit of the Lord. We all have different weaknesses and temptations, and we should examine our lives to find out what those weaknesses are and where we should put on extra armor so we can do what is right and not submit to temptation. Are we prepared to act as did David and Joseph and Daniel, continuing to keep the commandments, and others whom we have known to have been protected because they worshiped and served the true God and kept his commandments? Consider the following questions. Are we studying the scriptures so that we can increase our knowledge and faith and testimony regarding the gospel? Do we keep the commandments? Are we honest and true, truthful in our dealings? Do we keep the Sabbath day holy? Do we observe the word of wisdom? Do we pay an honest tithing? Do we attend our meetings and respond to the calls made of us by our authorities? Are we virtuous and clean and pure in heart and mind and deed? Do we fight against the evils around us, pornography, abortion, tobacco, alcohol, drugs? Do we have the courage to stand up for our convictions? Can we truly say we are not ashamed of the gospel of Christ? Do we live peaceably with our neighbors and avoid gossip and backbiting and spreading unfound rumors? Do we truly love our neighbors as ourselves? If we can answer yes to these questions, 
we will have on the whole armor of God, which will protect us from harm, preserve us from our enemies. If we must answer to no to these questions, then our armor is weak. There is unfinished place which can be found a vulnerable area for attack, and we will be subject to the injury and destruction by Satan, who will search until he finds our weaknesses if we have them. Examine your armor. Is there an unguarded or unprotected place? Determine how to add wherever possible part, whatever part is missing. No matter how antiquated or lacking in parts your armor may be, always remember that it is within the power to make the necessary adjustments to complete your armor. Through the great principle of repentance, you can turn your life about and begin now clothing yourself with the armor of God through study, prayer, and determination to serve God and keep His commandments. My friends, I absolutely love that talk because I love all the different things that Elder Tanner lists there as part of the armor of God. It may seem like a lot, but all those little things combined lead to strong armor to protect us against the adversary. Oftentimes the armor of God is portrayed as a helmet and a breastplate and all these big separate pieces. I like to think of it more as chain mail. Little thing by little thing, piece by piece, small bit by small bit, which leads to something strong and something protective. Small thing at a time, little thing at a time. We can examine our lives, find the weak areas, and strengthen them to be made strong against the adversary. Thank you so much for listening today. If you're enjoying this podcast, make sure to follow us on social media. Subscribe, like, comment, or share. This has been Come Follow Me, Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hansen. Thank you.